0: Alright, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. It's Christine Jewell and today I'm going to talk about deserving, deserve it. Do you actually deserve to have the most amazing love in your life? Do you deserve to be loved, to be respected? Do you deserve affection? Do you deserve fill in the blank, right? I want to talk about why this is total BS, all of this, like you deserve all this stuff because it's all over social media and people are commenting on it. Right. And so, first of all, I want to just, I'm going to unpack a few things. Number one, this idea that no, you don't deserve love. You do not absolutely don't deserve love. And I'm going to tell you why. Number two, I'm going to tell you how this whole concept is actually keeping you from deeper love, deeper intimacy, deeper levels of trust, better, more meaningful, love being experiences in your life. You absolutely don't deserve it, my loves. Okay. The second piece that we're going to unpack is how it's actually keeping you from the thing you want to experience. And, and thirdly, I want to talk about like really what keeps us in this settling loop that we're in a lot of time, right? And how do we break free from that? So we get to move into a place of really experiencing what we are created for after all that's what this podcast is about and i'm talking to a lot of you who are high performers high achievers so i'm just going to start out at the gate with that because i can relate to this from the beginning of time as long as i can remember right you get rewarded for performing for scoring goals in sports for being the best athlete for being the hottest girl in the room or the best looking guy in the room the most articulate the most charismatic right and we develop these programs, these operating systems early on in our life. And for those of you who've been entrepreneurs, CEOs, execs, you know, performing, performing, performing your whole life. And it's worked really well for you, to be honest, right? Like you are where you are in a sense, because yeah, it did work, right? You perform, you get the results. It's like a dog on a bone. You repeat, you repeat what works. And so here's the thing there's this current that we adopt not only just an operating system, but it's in your nervous system. It's how you run your life, your relationships, your business relationships, where you don't even realize you're always a performer. And so I think that that word alone is so interesting, right? We're like, yeah, I'm a high performer. I'm the top one I'm whatever. But really, like, what am I performing for? And do I want to continue performing? Or am I ready to upgrade that? This whole show is about upgrading your belief systems, upgrading the way that you're looking at things, upgrading your, you know, conscious thoughts, your conscious programs, right? The way that you are speaking to yourself, your language. I really want to pull back the curtain and show you, you know, what guy you here won't get you there. In a lot of these performing programs, especially when it comes to relationships like, okay, we needed them for a season, we needed them for a time of our life in order to get to where we are right, we needed to prove to ourselves to others that we had what it took to get to where we are and whatever. But here's the thing, when we stay in that lane. We adopt that program and everything and that includes our romantic intimate relationships and before we know it we are performing for everything like I've already said we're performing for affection we're performing for attention we're performing for a compliment to come on our phone right or positive feedback we are literally like on or in a role all the time, and and that is exhausting in and of itself, right? I work with a lot of people that, especially like the men, right, and the women that are still in this loop of chasing, striving, you know, they don't think that they're there trying to earn love, but they're actually in this dance trying to prove themselves to their partner or having their partner have to prove themselves to them or having to earn and having to earn love, which is just transaction, it's just transactional, it's just games, it's role playing, it's performing, it's transacting, and it's like there's a distortion here around that, oh, we're in a relationship, we are in a relationship, but we're in a transactional relationship, we're in a game kind of relationship, we're performing here instead of like being totally raw real open in relationship for each other bringing each other to the relationship for each other right and so when we look at this idea of like do i really deserve to be loved it's like no you don't deserve love you don't deserve to be loved you are love okay and i want to reframe this real quick by bringing your attention maybe those of you that are parents you know you have children if you're not a parent you're an aunt you're an uncle like think about looking at a small child right we see this beautiful child i have a 17 year old a 19 year old and a 21. i look at my children and i'm just like oh my gosh i just i love you you are so loved you are loved i tell them all the time you are you are loved right you are held i am here for you you are cherished right i don't say to them you know what honey you deserve to be loved think about Just even receiving that, you know, you deserve to be loved. Think about the energy behind that statement. Imagine saying that to a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a three-year-old or a baby. You deserve to be loved. Like, that's such an insult because right away it's like, what? What do you mean? What? Am I not loved? Like, there's some confusion that happens below the surface. The child isn't going, yeah, mommy, I deserve to be loved by you. The little boy isn't going, dad, yeah, I deserve. He's just like, do you love me? Period. I'm loved. Right. The question is, do you love me? And the father, hopefully healthy relational dynamics, says you are loved, son. Right. I love you. You are lovable. You are bold. You are courageous. You are whatever. And this is how we speak. Hopefully we speak to a child. This is hopefully how we were spoken to. Here's the thing. Not a lot of us were. Some of us were raised by parents and a lot of the couples and men and women that I work with were actually raised by parents that they did have to perform in order to receive or hear loving language, loving affection, or I'm proud of you. And every time somebody told them they were proud of them, it was, I'm proud of you for what you did. I'm proud of you for the grades. I'm proud that you did that. And so we developed this program, this distorted program earlier on that we, people are proud of us, they love us, they see us, they recognize us for what we do rather than who we are. And so I really invite you to drop into that space of your heart right now and go, wow, like, yes, we all have that program at some point. We've all done it. I've done it to my kids in the past, but I've become very, very conscious throughout the years that I stay connected heart to heart, soul to soul, looking at them and being like, you are just loved. You know, no matter what you do, I love you right now. I'm not always going to be satisfied with your decisions. I'm not always going to be in agreement with your actions, but at the core of your essence, you are loved, right? You are lovable. And the reason why I'm dialing in so much on this is because when we stand in front of the mirror or we write in our journal, or we hear the language repeating in the back of our head, which by the way, is running pretty rampant all over the personal development world, the self-love world. And I'm not saying there's not a place for it in some way, but I think it's been distorted when we are listening to this whole story and narrative of like, I deserve something better. I deserve to be loved. I'm like, no, that is wrong. Right. And and again, that might be a little bit direct, but I'm like, what if it's instead of I deserve it, it's I recognizing that I am a reflection of love. I am created in love by love to be loved. Right. The fact that I'm here is evidence of love is evidence of my creator, right? Creating me in love. If you believe the word of God, if you believe what he said, he's like I have created you in love for I so love the world that I gave you my only son. I just he talks about love continuously and the love for us as the love of you, of a, of this universal father. This creator that just creates in love. And as we create our children right, we have sex, we have babies like okay there's sometimes that we're just having sex or whatever, but it is in in its raw form, it is an act of love that brings forth life. Right and we forget this right and we become disconnected from the fact that we already are created from a state of love to be here and experience love and to bring more love into the world, so I think, like the flip here is instead of saying like what do I need to do to get love which is what a lot of us are unconsciously thinking or maybe consciously thinking okay what do I got to do today to make her happy what do I have to do today to make him happy or what do I have to do to avoid the wrath right a lot of times that's what I hear is like oh what do I need to do to avoid her you know criticism or whatever It's like, what if instead of asking, what do I need to do to earn it or deserve it or reminding yourself, like, I do deserve it. What if instead we go, how can I continue, right? To become a better steward of the love of the relationships that I've been given. How can I continue to pour love into others? Like, where can I go love on somebody today, right? If you realize you already are, lovable, you are loved. And again, I know this is a hard concept if you haven't, you know, grasped this and done the inner journey into your heart and connected with the heart of God. Because once you do that, there is this like overwhelming grace that washes over you as you are reminded that love just is. It's a state of being. Love just is. We have associated love with you know these warm fuzzy feelings and like needing to feel all passionate and like intimate and like alive and you know those are feelings of excitement you know those are chemical responses in our body the fire that lights up those are actually feelings that are fleeting, that we can turn on and off, we can cultivate, we can cultivate more passion, we can create more excitement, we can also create more distance, we can cultivate more disconnection, right? So the distortion also happens when we think we are in love, I'm in love with this person, or like, there's so much love here, because it must be love, because I have butterflies, and I have passion, and I have all this desire. And those are just emotions that come and go based on so many factors, our environment, what's going on in our life, the state that we're in, right? What we're planting seeds, what we're giving oxygen and life to, like what we're watering in terms of our thoughts, like how much energy we're giving to certain thoughts over and over again. It it is so easy to create and cultivate passion or dissatisfaction. It's like just pick one and let's direct our thoughts that way. Let's let's give those more oxygen. I guarantee you like cultivating passion, cultivating intimacy, cultivating trust, cultivating connection. Like we can train ourselves to to pour and to feed life into those things. So, but when it comes to the core of it, And the reason why I'm talking about love today is this deservingness or this worthiness that I have a conversation with a lot with with the guys or the women. And they're like, man, I'm still trying to prove somehow that I'm worthy of of her, her love or her affection. And I'm still on this chasing or, you know, that I deserve to be loved. And it's like, what if there's nothing to deserve? What if you looked at yourself literally as you would look at your own child and recognize for once, maybe for the first time ever in your life, like, oh, my gosh, I just am a product of love. I'm a product of love. Now, what I do with that is up to me. I can continue to disconnect from that and not, and not recognize it. It's like no different than you being able to see something in your own child, right? You see their creative nature. You see their nature. You see the bright eyes that they have. You see anything about them that's a quality a characteristic of them, and they refuse to see it in themselves. So what do they do? They just don't bring it out to the world, right? You may see that your child is a great artist, but they're just hiding it, right? They don't want to bring it out. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. They're they're refusing to see it in themselves, so they don't bring it to the world. They might have the best smile, the brightest eyes, the most charismatic nature, but if they're in doubt, they're not going to fully express themselves into the world. So it's really the question here is like, what am I not seeing? within myself? What am I not recognizing that I already am that's in me? And this is where I think, you know, we get to be a little bit aware sometimes of like, what have people spoken over your character? And have you believed it? Is Have they spoken life? Have they spoken love over you? Not everybody, you know, was equipped to do that. But there are things inside of us that we keep saying, oh, no, no. Oh, that's not me like oh you know people are giving you compliments they're showing you what's amazing about your character they're reminding you, but you don't believe it you don't receive it you don't recognize it. So the first order of business is really to recognize like man yeah i'm a product of love i'm here to love on some people i'm here to experience love and love just is so where can I go love on somebody. Today? Where can I go pour some affection on somebody today? And that can mean it's your child, it could be somebody at work that you just give a compliment to, and you're giving to give. I talk about this a lot on this podcast because when we are giving to get, or we're waiting to receive something back, we've moved into those transit transactional roles again. But love just gives, right? Love just is, it's a state of being. We're not giving to get. We're not measuring anything in the moment. So, um, I would just invite us to check in on that. So, where in your life are you still? I deserve it. It's like, no, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. That's the whole point. That's the whole, you know, mental game that's keeping you in the loop is thinking that you have to go do something to deserve something that you already are, right? I'm sitting here looking at myself on the screen right now. It's like, you know, I have. Brown hair, brown eyes, a big smile. It's like me saying, like, I deserve big brown eyes and big, you know, a beautiful smile. And it's like, what what does that even mean? Deserving what you are. It's an impossible connection. It's an impossible game. So I just really invite you to consider, where am I doing this? Where am I driving down the road, listening to things and thinking, like, I deserve this, this love, this prosperity, this abundance? And we are not even appreciating and recognizing that we already are created in a natural state of that when we come back to our natural state. And I want to tap into the abundance thing or the prosperity piece for a minute, too, because these are probably the two areas or vitality, right? These are the top three that I work in with people. Relationship. I want to feel the love. You don't feel it because you're not recognizing that you are created in it it's already in you if you are willing to pour it out right you start giving it you start pouring it you start bringing it you start recognizing it more and more the second state is vitality energy People are always saying, like, oh, I deserved better health. I just, you know, I want to have better health. It's like once you start recognizing your body is like a self-healing machine, 24-7. Well, you don't have to be doing anything. You're sitting in a chair right now, you're driving in a car listening to this podcast. Your body, your beautiful, amazing vessel that you have been granted with while you are walking on this planet is working 24 seven on autopilot to continuously be healing, repairing, multiplying, right? It's what we do that gets in the way, right? But the natural state of our body is miraculous self healing, right? And obviously, there are times and seasons to that. As we get older, right? We have to continue to pour life in, But some of us are very busy, you know, pouring all the toxic stuff in and then going like, oh, I want more energy, more vitality. There's a total disconnect that you're not honoring who you are, how you're created, what you're created for. And you're actually created for life force. You're created for healing. That's what your body does all day long, right? You're created for clarity and flushing. That's what your body's doing all day long, flushing in one end out the other right you're sweating you're crying you're going to the bathroom you're you're inhaling you're exhaling literally it's how we're made and anytime we dishonor how we're made we're like what gives right we're literally working against ourselves so I wanted to just put that there and then obviously the last piece is without prosperity too it's like when I realized you know, when I'm talking about like, I deserve to be prosperous, or I deserve to be abundant, and yet you feel contracted all the time. Again, it's like, what's my relationship with allowing things to come in and exit my life? Like I'm always moving, right? Because I know abundance is always around me. It's always moving. Things are coming, things are going, we are moving like a current, all things to us. But when we start hoarding, we start worrying, we start getting anxious about, well, where's the next client, the next big project, the next whatever coming from and we start moving into a state of fear or worse, I think fear is like when we think we are the source or a specific person is the source, right? That's when we really start to contract And we move out of prosperity of abundance because we start thinking like, okay, that one company is the source of our income. That one product is the source of our company's growth. That one person in my life is the source of my amazing connections or the source of my love or whatever. When we start thinking that we are the source or someone else is the source instead of recognizing like God is the source of all things and through his universal intelligence is always moving things around, reorganizing pieces, things, bringing things into our life. As long as we are open, <clears throat> open channels, right? Which means I am walking on purpose, connected to the core of my being today, connected to love, open to receiving what's coming and also open to releasing when it's time to put something down or time to let something go, instead of being in this fight mode, holding on, grasping to things, right? So yeah, you don't deserve abundance. You don't deserve vitality. You don't deserve love. You you receive it by acknowledging that you're already created with it, right? You're already created as a channel for it. It's already happening in you and around you, the only thing that you've been doing is actually disconnecting from it, or cutting it off because you've been moving into fear, or scarcity, or lack thinking that you are the source or someone else is a source. It's literally like closing, right? It closes the floodgates, it closes the it puts a dam in the flow. So I'm all about opening more flow into our lives, opening more flow. This is a topic I talk about a lot. I, I journal about a lot I talk about it with my hubby, right? So it's like, wow, we don't deserve shit. <laughs> we are the shit, right? We don't deserve shit. We are the shit. Like, let that sink in. The last piece I want to say here is when I hear things like, I didn't deserve what she did to me, right? I work with a lot of clients who have had betrayal, cheating, um, or whatever, like messy divorces, or you know, executive teams where someone comes in and really does a number on the company, right? Um, Take like embezzles money, really messes up client accounts, you know, creates a toxic environment for the staff. And so a lot of times when I'm working with these leaders, I'll hear things like, man, what did I do to deserve that, you know? And it's not like the the victim being like, oh, I'm a victim. I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve it. But it's like, what did I do to deserve that? And I would like to invite you into also another way of looking at it. It's like, well, you didn't deserve it, right? But you allowed it. So a better question is, what was I ignoring, right? What was I ignoring over and over again that allowed that to continue to happen? Because one of the patterns I see a lot in the people that I work with is sticking your head in the sand, right? And I don't know if that's the people pleaser in us, the conflict avoider, we have want to actually avoid confrontation, difficult, uncomfortable conversations at times. Instead of saying like, what if it gets to be smooth, right? What if, it, what if this gets to be an easier conversation? What if we get to work on this together? Instead, we stick our head in the stands and we avoid and we ignore and we pretend that everything is gonna work out and it's gonna be fine, but we're pretending and performing, playing a game, all the time we know what's going on in the background, right? So do you deserve it? I mean, if you think that that's helpful to look at it that way, go ahead and continue that. But I don't really find that frame of reference helpful at all because it puts you into a victim mindset and it starts letting you feel like a failure oozing with guilt. And these three things is something I really help my clients work through is like, if you are overwhelmed with guilt, if you are looking backwards, like shitting all over yourself, like, oh, I should have, I should have paid attention. I should have done this. I should have that. It's like, look, where, what was I ignoring, right? What, what did I tolerate? What have I tolerated for way too long? What did I continue to tolerate that I knew was out of integrity, was out of alignment with our values, right? Was out of Alignment with what I desire and to create in my life, or what do we continue to tolerate as a couple. It could literally be paper cutting our relationship, it could be criticizing each other, it could be putting our date nights last right or ignoring them all together we continue to tolerate. That everybody else's agenda comes before us literally had this conversation the other day right. With a couple that I was working with that was like man, we have just been allowing everyone else's schedule to dominate our relationship and we get the leftovers. And I'm like, it's no wonder you feel like leftovers, right? You feel disconnected. So what, instead of going into this, like, oh, what did I do to deserve that? Let's ask better questions. What have I been ignoring, right? That I get to pay attention to now and address differently moving forward. What have I been tolerating? What was I tolerating? What did I allow to continue? What did I entertain here? I love this question. Because when we start asking ourselves, like, what am I entertaining? I know this sounds crazy, but performers love entertaining, (laughs) right? We entertain the behavior. We're still getting something out of it. There's a part of us that's still getting something out of entertaining the behavior. It could be that fixer in us, you know, that loves to solve problems, that loves to fight. It could be the warrior inside. I'm going to raise my hand. There's a warrior inside me which I think, you know, the warrior is such a beautiful architect. It's such a beautiful part of the character when you know what you're fighting for, and you can direct that energy to fight for the right things. But the warrior, when the warrior is exhausted, burnt out, out of alignment, that warrior within loves fights, you know, loves to have something to fight for, loves to have a good fight. And so unconsciously, when you are entertaining things in the past there might be a part of you aka i talk about the warrior within there might be a part of that wounded warrior inside of me that just likes the fight you know that likes to be in the ring fighting things because it makes me feel like a part of myself it's a distorted just you know dysfunctional part because now the warrior has risen and has learned to fight differently but sometimes we digress it could be the fixer inside of you right that keeps entertaining certain behaviors that kept entertaining because Part of you felt important when you felt needed and you could be the one that could solve the problems. You were the one that had the solution. You were the one that would make things right. You were the one, you were the source, right? You were needed, you were wanted, you were necessary. And we don't realize we stay in these patterns that we actually on the outward say like, this sucks. I hate being in this position. Like, why can't anyone else do anything for themselves? Why does she always need me to X, Y, Z? And the reality is because you entertain it, because there's a part of you that actually has really liked playing that role, performing that role. The question is, are you ready to play a new role? Are you ready to no longer be the fixer, the performer, the fighter, the you know, entertainer? Are you ready to upgrade what that definition gets to look like, sound like, move like in your life? So look, at the end of the game, the reason why I wanted to share this podcast is because I don't, you know, sometimes these memes or these quotes that seem so cute out there, but people are reciting them, they're repeating them, they're screaming them out loud at conferences. I think that we're really doing a disservice to ourselves when we are not sitting back for a moment going, hold on a second, does that really land? Is there something about my nervous system, my my soul, that's like something about that isn't right And this whole deserving thing? didn't sit right with me. So I was like, No, you don't deserve shit. Like you just are. it. And once I realized this, you know, going back to the relationship I have today with my husband, once I realized this, I stopped having dysfunctional relationships, I stopped entertaining behaviors that were not okay with me, I stopped tolerating disrespect, because I started realizing like, I am respect I am respectful and so let me go respect on some people and I just didn't tolerate it anymore right I am loved I am here to love let me go love on some people and when you start bringing what you already are created for all you have to do is receive it and say okay let me start showing up that way everything begins to reorganize really fast in your life right people either rise up or exit right things become reorganized in your atmosphere with relationships with your health with your wealth with opportunities that show up for you so i'd love as we wrap today i would love for you to just kind of consider a couple things number one where have you been still striving pushing trying to earn or transact your way into um feeling loved feeling connected right And what if you ditch that idea and you begin to move from a place of like, just I am created by it for it and I'm gonna start bringing it, right? And I'm gonna start owning that within myself because if we're still looking for someone else to, to give us affection, you know you're not giving it to yourself, right? So can I begin to be a little bit kinder with the way I speak to myself, more loving in the behaviors i have with myself the words i speak to myself right can i be a little bit more respectful of myself with my time with my energy so that i can also be more respectful to others we're always waiting for the outside we're never going to get it on the inside okay secondly is if you're still in the lashings of your mistakes from the past Maybe you made some bad business deals. Maybe you did some things in your marriage or your relationship that you're not proud of. Or maybe you're still holding a whip over your partner. You know, instead of going like, I I didn't deserve this treatment from him or from her, start asking better questions. What did you, what was your part? What was your contribution, right? Because I don't know that anyone deserves to be abused or mistreated, but we all have a part at some level that we play right. And everything changes the minute that we take radical ownership, that we recognize our part. And that might be just like continuing to feed certain emotions or certain victimhood or talking about things over and over again in the same energy that we experienced them before. right? That might be our part. We continue to gossip about it. We continue to grumble about it. We continue to complain about it. And we don't even realize that we are reliving it. re experience it, seeing it and ingraining it in our nervous system, and our psyche over and over and over again, we're actually strengthening the story, strengthening that state of being, and we're actually manifesting it over and over in our lives, right, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, that might be your part, so is it time to cut the cords, right, my loves, is it time to cut the cords, and start moving from a place of knowing who you are, knowing what you're created for, and bringing all of you to the table, period, right, from that place. Whether or not someone responds is none of your business. Whether or not someone has an opinion about you is none of your business. That's not your job, right? Your job is to show up to do you to bring all of you to the table. And what's meant for you will truly gather right around you collectively your tribe, your people, your mission. And what's not meant for you, honestly, will exit. And it is a beautiful thing because you will no longer have to carry all of that weight, all of that load of people-pleasing, of performing, of dancing, of trying to carry everyone else's stuff. Everybody around you will be able to carry their own load and we support each other, right? There's times where we'll obviously help each other. So uh, I wanted to leave you with this and um, just some, some things to munch on, right? And let's, what if we ditched this whole deservingness and just moved into a place of I am, I'm here too, I am doing, I am moving, right? And it is so beautiful because that language itself and that frame is so freeing that automatically you feel lighter, automatically your momentum is forward instead of stagnant, instead of looking back. So as we wrap, I just want to say if there are some of you out there that have felt like you know, I just can't see through the, you know, the forest from the trees. I'm stuck in it. I feel heavy. I feel I, I. this sounds good, but I don't know how to do it for myself, right? It really is so key to have people in your life, whether it's through this podcast, whether it's through coaching and mentoring, that can help pull back the curtain to give you another frame of reference, another way of looking at things, to hold up a mirror, right? And to show you like, whoa, Just once we have that mirror, we can see what's in our teeth, right? Once we have that mirror, we can see what's off about the way we're showing up. And I think that coaching is such a powerful way to do this, to have that mirror that we are able to look at. There's so many tools you can do for yourself. You can journal, you can pray, you know, you meditate. These are all amazing mirrors. Coaching and mentorship is an epic, amazing mirror too. That's why I love doing the work. If you guys would love to learn more about coaching and mentorship with me having that person in your corner that will hold up the mirror that will help pull back the veil show you where you're getting in your own way and help you really reframe your your belief systems your operating systems so that you can experience more intimacy more connection the deeper love the adventure like truly the calling that you're here for you know it's it's not it's not the crazy work. It's it's the deep work. It's the awareness, and it's to the micro shifts, the micro alignments, that really change the game. They're slight adjustments, but they change everything. If you're interested in learning more about coaching and mentorship with me, you can follow the link in the show notes. Um, I take a handful of VIP slots every quarter to work intimately, there's also a group program launching soon called The Initiation, which is a 90-day journey from head to heart to unlock a lot of these operating systems that I share on this podcast. You guys can check out the links in the show notes. Until next time, if you have enjoyed this conversation, do share it with a friend, right? Grab a clip, repost it on social media, tag me on Instagram, at TheChristineJewel. I'd always love to hear from you guys. I love to see you sharing. Thank you for being here. Remember, you don't deserve anything. You already are all of it. So just go be it, go do it, go do you and let everything else fall into place around you. You are created for amazing love by amazing love. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up-to-date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, warriors, Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.